Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Decision Hour. I'm your host, Adam, and I am pumped and ready to roll. This is my first recording of the new year, 2021, and I can't think of a better guest to have than the one that I got lined up for you today. Uh, been friends on the old social media, the old web stuff here for, for a while, and uh, been kind of just really recently introduced uh, to each other. The man's got a heart of gold, a great story, and I'm excited to bring him on. Uh, my friend, Mr. Richard Kaufman. Richard, how you doing, brother? Oh, man, I'm so blessed. Um, I'm grateful to be able to hang out with you today. Well, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Richard, let's jump into it, brother. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? All right. I'm just going to give you a quick down and dirty like we do in the military. Uh, let's see. We even know where to start. Uh, grew up very poor. Dad left when I was three months old. W- moved around a lot, 10 or 12 different schools. Uh, first drink of alcohol, age 12 full-blown alcoholic age of 13 dropped out of high school at 16 joined the military at 17 uh, found drugs in the military so I became a drug addict alcoholic served two years and then my uncle's uncle Sam decided he didn't want me as a nephew anymore and booted me out um, came home got in some trouble uh, rob, robbed a friend of mine's business and I was looking at five years for grand larceny and he gave me a break and he said, either I go to jail or go to AA for 90 days. I hit like 300 meetings in a row. Uh, haven't had a drink since uh, New Year's Eve, 1989, joined the military again. Uh, thank, uh, cause I thought there was some unfinished business was, uh, still had an attitude was ready to be thrown out for the second time. Yes. T- twice. Um, at the end of September of 2001, uh, September 2001. But um, as we talked about, Adam, when we first started, that where I'm sitting now, I'm actually overlooking where the Twin Towers once stood. And we all knew people that went to work that day and didn't come home. And that day really affected me. And I I became a broken man. Um, That's when my whole life changed. Uh, within two years, within I got busted. I went from E4 to E1, and they're, like I said, they were going to throw me out, but they gave me a second chance. And uh, I, within three years, became a soldier of the year, non-commissioned officer. And then I moved, uh, after that, I moved to New Jersey, um, was a vehicle commander on my first annual training. I was in the National Guard at this time. Vehicle broke down. I'm backing them up off the highway instead of him hitting the brakes hit the gas uh, it was a humvee ran over the whole right side of my body ran over my head and that's why if you guys can see me i can't see you because i'm blind and uh military decided you know we, you can't shoot we don't need you so uh they decided to medically retire me and the day they medically retired me is the day i attempted suicide um, I got got help after that, and then I started to met a guy named his name was Gary. You might have heard of him, Gary Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm. He lives in New Jersey, and we actually got to talk a little bit. And he's the one that pretty much started me out on my journey of helping others uh, struggling with the same thing I do, coming back from alcoholism, homelessness, PTSD, traumatic brain injury, and now blindness. So now now just trying to give hope to the hopeless 
figuring if, if I can, if I can survive it um, and come through it on the other side, anybody else can. So and that's what I'm doing now. So that's a quick down and dirty. So now we can talk about whatever. I, whatever <laughs> like I, there are so many uh, quite, and it's, and it's, wow. First off, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, <laughs> I knew probably a quarter of the story and, and I'm sitting here at, at awe with you, uh, right now. It, it, you, uh, you've been through so much. Um, first off, branch of service. Um, I was in the United States Army and the Army National Guard. And it, on and off between the two, I, I finished with over 20, 24 years. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you for that, first off. Um, I don't have any cool war stories, though. So. No, no, no. <laughs> it, well, I, 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 one could beg to differ after what we just heard. Um, it, it, but but do you but but don't you though? I mean, you, you you struggled with the alcohol, you struggled with the drugs, the suicide stuff. I, I I guess Richard, as 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 your friend, my my question right now is, what changed in you? Well, now if I could tell a little story, if you don't mind. Yeah, please. I just want you to picture this. All right, um, it's the morning of Tuesday, September eleventh. Um, now my TV, I had a big screen TV back then. Back there, the big projector TVs. Yeah. If you remember them. Yeah. <laughs> and all my TA50 were sitting to the right of it because okay. I have to turn all that stuff in because I'm being thrown out for the second time. And um, my ex-girlfriend called me in and, you know, the first tower was burning. And then we, we seen the second tower get hit. And then we seen what happened in Shanksburg, Pennsylvania. And then we seen the Pentagon and something, you know, in one of the early photos they showed somebody jumping out of the building and actually hitting hitting the ground yeah and then and then they switched over to the next camera and they were pulling soldiers out of the pentagon and here i am in the south carolina national guard about to be thrown out again all my ta-50s laying out and i feel helpless because um i can't do anything to help anybody and I, and I felt so bad because here I am, I'm not taking advantage and being a soldier that I'm supposed that I should have been. And that's when I just, I broke down. I don't know what happened. I tell everybody, I even talk about it in the book. You know, I just broke down and cried and, and I literally cried out to the Lord. I said, Lord, if uh, you give me a second or fifth, 50th chance, since I've been thrown out uh, so many, you know, been in trouble so many times if you give me a, another chance that I'll dedicate the rest of my life to helping people that can't help themselves. And the funny thing is I, I called my company commander, my first sergeant, like right then. And I set up a meeting the same day. And the funny thing is me and the company commander, we're still friends oh. to this day. <laughs> and um, it was amazing that, you know, they heard all my BS before because I was in so much trouble, Yeah. but I guess they seen something different in me and they decided to keep me. And that's when my whole life, started to change and i started to before on september 10th i was a guy that you everybody hated i was that i was that guy i was the guy that lived for everybody and then if on the afternoon of september 11th is when i started to live for to help other people and not about me that's that's absolutely amazing i i you know you, you've mentioned god a couple of times and and i really want to 
kind of point and, and hone in on that for a moment. Uh, as as a Christian myself, I grew up going to going to church. I believe in God and, uh, myself. Is that is that something that you had uh, prior to this uh, awakening uh, during September 11th? I mean, did did you always you know turn to God? You know, even 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 in your your darker days, you know, before that during your the alcohol and the and the drugs and stuff like that was that was was God a factor in your life at that time as well? Well, I mean, I feel that you know they say that if that if you don't feel close to God, you're the one that moved. And so, but I always that, <laughs> like that. I got to remember that. <laughs> like that, you know. So, but I always felt that he was there. It was just that I wasn't uh, was being listening. receptive. Yeah. Receptive to it. Yeah. And I guess something just hit me. I mean, I hit me that day. I mean, I I still fail him every day. And, um, you know, and that's okay. I mean, we're, we're all, we're all sinners. We're all broken, but we're also, we're all, we're all blessed as well. Right. And like, before we came on here, I said, you know, I just prayed. I said, Lord, just give me the words that I can inspire somebody that's out there that's struggling today. You know, anything I do, it's always prayer comes first and then it all seems to work out. I, I want to, and I agree with you there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna step back into the, into the past here, and we're, I'm we're, you know, I'm gonna have you walk us through, uh, a, a kind of again, the alcohol, drugs, you know, side of it. You were you'd mentioned alcohol age twelve, alcoholic age thirteen, high school dropout, joined the military, sober by 1989, or you, you took your last drink at, in 1989. Can, I was 20 years old. 20 years old. Can yeah. you can you can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit for for listeners out there that that might be struggling with alcoholism and stuff? What 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 got you to the point at 20 years old in 1989 where you said, "Okay, that's it, I'm done." Well, what happened was um, when I got thrown out of the military, I came home. Um, my mom threw me out again because I, I I wasn't listening. I wasn't. I was just being a wild child, and my mom promised I said I can come back in the house if I go to school. So I decided to go to school to be a bartender, uh, which, is a, <laughs> yeah. which isn't good if you're an alcoholic. But uh, right. I finished first my class. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the first job I got was New Year's Eve, and it was from a friend of mine. He he was a police officer, and he owned a bar. Yeah. He asked me to come bartend for him, and I did. Everything was going great. You know, everything was um, – flowing freely and i started drinking and eight hours later i hear it was him and his five of his buddies coming to lock me up because i robbed the place and uh i i gave away like two thousand dollars worth of free drinks stole like five had like five grand in my pocket and i guess he's seen something in me like i said i think i always had somebody an angel i'd say i call him an angel that has looked out for me and it was funny it was the guy that i robbed that said listen you can either um get me my money back in 24 hours which i did with help from family and um or and you got to go to 90 meetings in 90 days and an aa and i just you know that's where the whole today i decide came out that that day i decided um all right i'm 20 years old i'm still good looking back then you know going to (laughs) you know going to jail at in a state prison is not going to be. Yeah. It's not going to be. Yeah. You're going to lose that battle, right? <laughs> yeah. So you know, I, I decided to uh, go to, go to the meetings and and you know back then I'm 20 years old. 
I had, I couldn't hang out with my friends anymore because they were all drinking. Right. So here I am, you know, they call it H-A-H-A-L-T. A lot of people start acting out when they're hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. And uh, I guess I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I kind of, when I went to the meeting, you know, I'm, I'm a 20 year old kid and these guys are in there like 50 years old, you know, 60 years old. And they, they tell me, sit down, shut up. You don't know anything yet. <laughs> you know, yeah. God gives two ears and one mouth. So right. there's a reason. And, you know, drink stale coffee and eat bad cookies. But it was when I, it, I decided to, to hang around. And I decided, you know, well, I got to start turning my life around. And that's when it all started to, when I had to start working the steps and I actually had to start, you know, forgiving others and, and asking forgiveness for stuff that I've done. Well, how long was that process? How long? I'm 50. Uh, it's taking. Uh, for, uh, so it's, like it, it, so it continues on even today then? Is that something that it's, it's like an everyday thing? Oh, yeah. I mean, I have to think about, I think every day, you know, what can I do better? You know, like I was reading, I read a, a little chapter every morning when I get up first thing. And today they were talking about how, you, you know, everything that comes out of your mouth, you either lift, you're either lifting somebody or somebody up or you're pushing somebody down. So just watch the words that come out of your mouth. I like that. I'm going to have to remember that. All right, let's fast forward uh, forward here just a, a little bit. You, uh, well, first off, I got a question to ask you because I'm looking at your hat. It says uh, the comeback coach. So, why do you wear a hat on every podcast? All right. Now, I've had some podcasts where even they were national podcasts where they said, We will not allow you to wear a hat. And I said, Well, okay. Well, it was nice talking to you. Have a nice day. The reason is about three years ago when I started helping people that were struggling with PTSD. I think it was three or four years ago. I don't remember the, the date, but me and my wife went to go see the movie American Sniper okay. about Chris Kyle. Yeah. And it moved me so much that when I got home, um, I got in touch with his wife and his family. And I said, um, you know, Chris gave his life helping people that were struggling with PTSD. And now I'm going to start helping people that are struggling. And I want people to know about Chris and remember Chris. So every time I go on a show, I'm going to wear a hat and talk about Chris and let people know that if you're struggling with depression or PTSD, there are people out there like myself or like Chris that are willing to up to giving our lives to help you to let you know that you're not alone. So it's just been it's something that I do just because sometimes as time goes on, time goes by, we forget things. Yeah. And I don't ever want Chris to be ever forgotten. Right. Yeah, that's that hell of a man. That's for sure. So now let's talk about the logo that's on that hat of yours. The comeback coach. What is that? Well, what happened was I was on a friend of ours, Donnie Boyvin. Yeah, I was on I was on his he was the first person ever ever had me on his podcast success champions and we started talking about my backs my what i was doing now because the whole time that i've been in the military i've always worked at a gym i've always worked at a gnc vitamin shop and i've worked with guys from the wwe nfl major league baseball former world heavyweight champion boxer and uh we started talking about that but he kept on wanting to go back to my backstory 
And I kept on wanting to talk about what I'm doing, what I was doing then. And he said, you know what? There's so many fitness guys in this world. He says, you've come back from so much crap. He said, that's what people need to hear today. Yeah. And he says, you're, you're the comeback coach. He says, you can coach people because you've been through the muck and you know what it feels like to be down and dirty and you can reach down and help so many people. So that's when the whole thing started. Cause I have coached guys, you know, physically, like I said, from all, all major sports, but it, then I just started to, you know, help people that are struggling with the depression and alcoholism, drug addiction. And do you currently, so do you, you continue to do that now you coach people with the addictions and stuff like that currently, correct? Yep, I do, but it's mostly on the down low. Most people never know about it. But if they looked at my DMs, they'd be like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you, know, you know, there's certain things, you know, even even God, you know, even even the Bible says, you know, that what you do, you that you'll be blessed for what you do in private, not what you do in public. Right. Oh, absolutely. Amen to that, brother. Amen so to I that. Keep, you know, there's a lot of people, they don't want to, they don't want to know that they're, they're hurting or, or well, they need help. Not. Just don't, I just don't talk about it that much. But, it's, but it's say that because if people need help, and, and maybe there's somebody out here right now that's that's listening to this episode right now, and if you, if you're need if you're needing help, Richard's a great guy to go to. I mean, I, I've I've been blessed enough to watch him work, um, and and I've been blessed to have him you know listen to him speak at a, at a recent uh, uh, veteran summit that we did recently. Uh, together uh, and, and, and hear him speak. And then, you know, obviously just the fact that you're my, my first ep- recorded episode here for, for the new year. Uh, and I thank you for that. I'm, so humble, I'm he, truly humbled and grateful. Rich, so real quick, um, if somebody's listening and they want to connect with you, is, is how, do, how do they do that? Uh, well, one thing, one great thing is, I, I mean, I took a couple great things, you know, from our meeting, my meeting with Gary V. And I said, listen, I'm, you know, I drove all the way here. I'm not leaving here without you giving me something that give me a golden nugget. And he says, well, one thing you can do is make yourself a hashtag, which I didn't understand what he meant. He says, no, make the comeback coach a hashtag. So if somebody hashtags the comeback coach, the comeback coach, it'll come up on all my social media, everything that I do all in one hashtag. So anybody, it'll come up on my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Tumblr, Parlor, everything. Love it, absolutely love it, man. <laughs> Richard, you're such an inspiration to people, and and I'm blessed to 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 know you and call you a friend, and then find out that you're not that far from me, uh, and whatnot. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to uh, giving you a hug and shaking your hand. Uh, here, hopefully, take me hunting. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, hey. Now you're talking. Now you're speaking my love language. I love. Yeah, we could definitely do that, my friend. We could definitely do that. Um, we're we're getting ready to come up on time, Richard. But what what are some? If, what else do you want people to know? And what message do you want to give to people here today? Well, uh, just two things, real quick. Uh, April third, we're holding a mental health summit. It's called Mind, Body, and Spirit. Today I Decide um, Mental Health Summit. It's going to be free, and it's going to be virtual, so anybody can join. Uh, we have 10 or 12 different great speakers, and it's all it's all going to be to help veterans, first responders, and their families, <clears throat> or anybody struggling with any kind of 
um, any kind of anything they're struggling with, mind, body, or soul. And then um, the only other thing, you know, my my tagline is, you know, everybody loves a comeback story, and today it's your day. So no matter what you've been through, as long as you're, if you if you touch your heart and your heart's beating right now, you still have a chance. And that's why I just tell everybody that, you know, as long as your heart's beating, you still have the opportunity to change your life. Love it. Brother, I appreciate you. Thank you for taking time to come on the show today. Oh, it's my, it's, it's my pleasure. I'm the one that's humbled. Actually, you know what? I alibi, I, cause I don't want to forget this. You also recently, uh, you got a podcast too. Where can, let's talk about that real quick. Where where can people listen to your podcast and, and what, what are some of the topics that you talk about there? Uh, it's, it's called uh, Success Your Why Powers Your How. And the reason why I called it that because when you get down and when you get downtrodden and beaten up, if, you're, if your why isn't strong enough, you're going to quit. Okay. So I just, it's about people. This podcast started out as a health and fitness podcast and then once I became blind, I had to pivot. And so I decided I wanted to start interviewing uh, people that have been through the struggle and have come out positive throughout the other side. And so now it's just involved, evolved into a, a great podcast where now I have people like uh, Adam Bird <laughs> on there, uh, a couple Navy SEALs, uh, you know, a couple new authors. Frank Gleason and stuff like that. And they come on and they just talk about what they've gone through. And it's also evolved into a business podcast for all people that are uh, veterans that are struggling and they want to get out and start a business. So it's, it becomes an all around podcast for anybody. Anybody can listen to it. And where, where can they listen to that? Uh, it's on iHeart. It's uh, Amazon. They go on Amazon Alexa. Right now they can listen to it. And it's on like 10 different, 10 different platforms. Perfect. All right. So we'll make sure that we plug that in the uh, show descriptions uh, as, as well. Um, again, Richard, thank you, brother, for taking time out of your busy schedule. And thank you for being such an inspiration to so many people out there. God bless you. I love you. And uh, again, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. And, and guys, thank you guys. I appreciate you. Folks, that's all the time that we have today. Make sure you check out Richard's stuff. We're going to have it in the, the show descriptions. Uh, also, check out uh, our parent network. Big shout out to them, Heroes Media Group. You can check out all the shows, new content. Check out the new website that's going to be launching here soon, so stay tuned for that. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.